Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So, um, I'm sitting here and sometimes I, I sit here and I stare at the microphone and I'm like, Hmm, what am I going to talk about today? What is in this brain that needs to come out? Well, I'll tell you, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't need to come out <laughs> into the, into the public or does it anyway, I'm, uh, I'm sitting here and I'm like, what am I going to talk about? And then all of a sudden I get a text from my wife that says, Hey, we need to FaceTime your mom when you get home, um, for her birthday. And I'm like, that's right. It's my mom's birthday. I've already FaceTimed her, by the way. People don't judge me. I've, I've FaceTimed her. You know, I sent her a little love note. Um, we celebrated her birthday early, so I've 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 honored my mother. But I, I just got to thinking, like, what a great woman my mother is. Like, what a great woman my mother is. Like, she is a saint. And I know some people probably say that about their mother, but, like, I want you to understand what this woman does on a day-to-day basis. And I'm going to try not to get emotional because it's, it's pretty emotional for me right now. My, my grandma, actually both of them, they're both still alive. One is 98. One is going to be 86. Um, and they're, they're not doing well. Um, you know, they're 12 years apart and essentially at times my 98 year old grandma is doing better than my, my 86 year old grandma. But to the point is that like, I see these women and they're all just wonderfully strong, beautiful women. And they're at the, the end of their road. Um, my grandmother's, not my mom. And it just got, gets me to thinking about life and just like what really is important and perspective and family and all that kind of stuff. And I look at my mom and I don't think there is a stronger woman on the face of the planet. My wife you know, is neck and neck, but my mom has to endure a ton, a ton. And I know a lot of you probably say, well, my mother's strong and and I get it. Like, we're not going to get into that battle because you have your truth. I have my truth, but I just want to tell you like what's going on. So my, my dad, um, comes home, uh, like sometime in the fall when I was about 12 years old. So that had to be like 1990, 1991. And we're playing basketball, me and my brothers. And he comes home and he's early. He's like three o'clock, which was like, we never saw my dad before dark normally. And so we're stoked. Like your dad comes home. Like it's, it's like a national holiday, you know, dad, I got, I got two brothers. I got twin sister, but we're the, the boys were out front playing basketball. Dad mob him. And he's like, Hey boys come inside. So we go inside and walk in and to that day um I had never seen my father cry all 12 years of existing I had never seen him cry my mom's sitting there my sister's sitting there. I was like the last one in right last minute Larry as usual usual and my my dad starts crying and he says uh your mother and I are getting separated and like this was like a right hook that knocked me on my ass like what he's like we're getting separated and so my parents never fought like they never fought like openly and and apparently all this was happening behind the scenes and as a 12 year old kid you don't get it anyway like you just you think you got this beaver cleaver family and like you're just not emotionally equipped to to really absorb what's going on behind the scenes and I'm like shit shit what I didn't say shit because I probably would have got my mouth washed out with soap but I was like 
And I got angry. I'm like, you lied. You said you would never leave. And we're crying. My mom's crying. So my dad, you know, after a, however long, packs his stuff up and he leaves. He gets an apartment or already had the apartment. And it was just very difficult. And I remember my mom crying a lot. I remember like mowing the lawn with her and, and she would just break down. And I go over and I'm this 12 year old kid like holding her like, what? what am I supposed to do? And my dad was like, he was on the, the, the upswing of his career. You know, he's making six figures in the, the late eighties, early nineties, which is a lot of money by now, na- by, by today's standards, but it was a hell of a lot of money back then. And he was a good looking guy. Uh, he's got a complete bald head, but like, he's one of those guys that wears the bald like really well. And, uh, he had crystal blue eyes and he was really in good shape, ran marathons. He's ran like 13 or 14 marathons, body, bodybuilder, you know, so he just had it kind of going on. And I, I don't know, cause I've never really sat down and had this in-depth conversation with him, but I, I think he kind of got a little bit like big for his, uh, his, his, his britches and just thought he was like the man, you know, like I'm the man and like, I built this house and blah, 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 you know, like, like I have gotten to at some points in, in my relationship with my, with my wife prior to, you know, discovering these tools that I teach you. And, you know, you think your money is divine or defined by, by materialism and, and your career path and, you know, all this different stuff that really, it it matters in a sense of that you need money, but it doesn't fucking matter. Like family is what matters and money fuels experiences and, you know, material items like allow you to, you know, do cool things. Like if that's what you're into, but it really doesn't matter. So cut to the chase. My, my father was running. Uh, a lot at the time and he was he he would look down and his legs were not doing what he thought they should be doing in his mind and he kept falling he kept falling and kept falling and he went to the doctor and the doctor said you know I, I think you might have HIV and this is like when when magic came out about the HIV and so it was like this big scare but it didn't make sense because my dad you know like but it wasn't an intravenous drug user it wasn't promiscuous you know like so it just didn't make sense but they didn't know what the hell was going on so they do some tests and it comes back that he has multiple sclerosis and multiple sclerosis for the, those of you that don't know is a, is a disease that attacks the central nervous system. And, and then like when you're trying to like send a message from your brain to your feet, it doesn't get there because like the, the communication, um, uh, receptors like don't, don't receive it cause they're fried. Your body attacks it. So eventually what happens is you lose your, your voluntary muscles like walking and, you know, your, your arms and, you know, uh, like you use your motor skills. And then eventually what happens is you, you lose control of your involuntary muscles. And that's when like, you know, early death will occur in MS patients. So here's my dad. And I, I think he was probably 40 years old and, uh, you know, big buff guy on the upswing of his career, became a vice president of his company. And the doctor sits him down and says, look, mm, I hope you have a really good family. Because let me, let me project where your life is going. You're a big, strong man right now, but in five years, 10 years, 20 years, like you're not going to be able to wipe your own ass. You're not going to be able to walk. You're not going to be able to feed yourself. Like you're not going to be able to get in and out of bed. You're not going to be able to shave your bald head. Like none of that. So I, I really hope that you have a good family. And I tell everybody that the MS is like the best and the worst thing that, that ever happened to my family because like it really snapped things back into perspective for my father. Just like I tell everybody my, about my grandfather's death was like the awakening inside of me. And so uh, my dad, like, he's like, 
all right, well, um, you know, he didn't really know what to say. So it took a while, but my parents eventually, you know, got back together. They moved back in together. We moved into our new house in Chino Hills. And that's where, you know, I essentially spent junior high school and high school. And my parents lived there for 20 years until they got this new house that they have um, a few years back. So fast forward to today. Everything that the doctor said came true. My dad is uh, in a wheelchair. Um, he cannot transfer out of that wheelchair into a new wheelchair without help. There's a crane to lift him in and out of bed uh, into a shower chair. And the shower chair, like he gets rolled into the shower by my mom, gets washed. And she has to shave his face, shave his head, help him brush his teeth, get him dressed. You know, all that kind of stuff. And like she has been there every step of the way like her day she works full-time my dad's career got ended very shortly after um the diagnosis he just couldn't put a suit on it was dangerous for him to drive you know so it like his career got ended short he had a fixed income for 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 20 years and so my mom like she went back to work like she went back to work and this is what her day consists of she wakes up extra early there's like literally a crane to scoop my dad up get him out of bed, put him into his shower chair, wheel him into the shower, shower him, shave him, brush his teeth, put clothes on him, crane him into his regular chair, his house chair, wheel him into the kitchen where he resides most of the day, make him breakfast, leave, go to work, work four hours, drive back home, have lunch with him, make sure he's okay, make sure if he has to go to the restroom or whatever, drive back to work, go work until four, come home, like make dinner or do whatever evening thing they have, like load him into bed at night and it's rinse and repeat every single day. Rinse and repeat every single day. Like, I don't know about you guys, but have you ever taken care of like a, a sick loved one? It's it's gut-wrenching. It's hard-ass work. And this woman does it and she rarely, rarely complains. And then on top of that, she's an amazing grandmother, an amazing grandmother. Like she loves my kids and her grandchildren so much. Like it, it's like the pure essence of joy, bringing them to her house for her. Like she just opens it up and has toys and crafts and games and like loves when they call her Grammy and she's just so happy. And I look at her and I'm like, damn, like I should be so lucky. Like, no wonder, like, when I've gotten off the straight and narrow, like, I've been able to find my way back home. Because, like, she's like my northern star. And guess what? I married a woman just like her. Fancy that. And so, like, what does this have to do with the core four? Well, I'll tell you. Like, I should be making more deposits. I don't need her birthday to reach out to her and tell her how wonderful she is. I don't need, you know, to have her watch my children just to call her up and, and, and see her. Like, th these are, this is an important woman in my life, my father's life, my children's life, like the world's life. She won, like, citizen of the, the year for Chino Hills. Like, the, it's called the unsung hero. She won employee of the year for the county. Like, she just has so much freaking love. And I don't tell her enough 
that I love her. Like the, the, the daily deposits of love go beyond just your wife and your children or your husband and your children or your fiance. Like these are key important relationships and we only get reminded of them like on these big days, birthdays and anniversaries and Christmas. But like, what about a fucking Tuesday while she's craning my father out of bed at 6am? You don't think she might want to call on her way into work and just say, Hey mama, I just want to let you know, I love you. And like, you mean so much to me. I mean, what would that do for her day? What would that do for her self-esteem? What would it do for me and how I feel and how I show up? Like I'm almost feeling like a schmuck talking about this. And I know that right now, as I'm saying this, you're either thinking about your mom, you're thinking about your grandma, you're thinking about your favorite aunt. You're thinking about someone that you have not reached out to in a long time. Like what would happen if you just picked up the phone or you just sent them a text message or a voice note? Like I'm a victim of not doing this work all the time or, or setting limitations to, well, I, I got to my wife and I got to my children. Yeah. But like my mother is important as well. Like she's like this woman, my kids adore her and she's gone through so much. And now I have a wonderful father, like an amazing man he is. And, and, you know, I could do a whole episode on him, but today I want this one to be dedicated to just her because she has been through so much and she never complains. She reminds me of my grandma and I wonder where she gets it from. And then lo and behold, I'm attracted to a woman who is just like her, who has a big ass heart, who just gives and gives, doesn't complain, is a wonderful mother. I mean, it's just like, this is the mirror of love that I got. And that's the mirror of love that I sought and I chose with my wife. So if you don't think how you love your children is going to show up later in life, let this be a message to you. If you do not treat your spouse properly, your children are going to choose someone who treat them the same as you treat them. Like the end. I'm so lucky to have this woman. Not once has she judged me in all of my failures. Just loved me for me. That's it. Her little baby boy, her twin baby boy, born September 14th, 1979. Oh, man. I need to do more than FaceTime my mom tonight. I need to just tell her, thank you. I love you. I love, honor, and appreciate you. So as you're listening to this right now, her birthday has come and passed. I don't record these on the, the or they don't drop on the day I actually record them. Her birthday's come and passed, but it doesn't fucking matter. Like think about somebody in your life right now, right now. And do not hesitate. Hang up this or hang up this phone. This is not a call. Hang up this podcast or stop this podcast. Or once this podcast is done, like literally reach out to someone you love. That's important that you know you haven't, whether it's your mom, your dad, your grandpa, your grandma, and just let them know because it will go so far for not only them, but for you. So mom, this one's for you. I love you. Happy 65th birthday. I'm so glad that you never gave up on me. I'm so glad that you never gave up on dad. I'm so glad that you never gave up on you. And I'm so happy that you choose to do what you love in the face of all the adversity that you've been through. So I love you, mom. I love you guys in the next 90 nation. And until next time, be good to your mothers and own the next 90. I'm out.